Yeah. Um, so you you guys palletize freight because like uh, correct. Arik was telling me you guys you guys actually palletize that stuff. Correct. So you'll see a container out there. So yeah, um, there's a container right here. So they, right. they just come in when the containers come in. They're not palletized. Right. So when it comes from the ocean, Dreyage brings it here. Yeah. Um, we unload and we do distribution from here. Okay. Uh, so either we could put it on our truck and handle it with our yeah. asset because we do have assets ourselves. Yeah. And we do service the Midwest, the Southeast, and Northeast. And again, if it's customer routed or they need our service. Either way, we can handle it. Yeah. But yeah, we unload the container. It depends what it is. It could be floor loaded, plowed, hides, whatever they need. Okay. And we distribute to their, um, to their request. Yeah. So and some bathtubs here. So what? Uh, yeah. Another a big customer that we just landed. It's a customer, and it's uh, it's bathtubs. Okay. There's crated bathtubs as well. Yeah, yeah. And we and it's it's fulfillment, but it's all like on a bigger order. Um, a order comes in. It comes sure. to our WMS. It's very simple. Order comes in, maybe 40 to 50 a day. Okay. And the guys just assemble over there what's needed yeah. and distribute if a, a common LTL carrier come and it will, they'll service it. Okay. We service from larger partials like volume LTL, uh, sure. four pallets to like the 33s, yeah. um, somewhere around those premises. Um, if it's between our wheelhouse, we'll provide a quote. If not, they come uh, uh, with the common LTL carrier. Cool, cool. We also do warehousing. Um, warehousing, distribution, fulfillment, um, OTR for a full truckload. Okay. Yeah, we handle pretty much the, the whole nine. Supply chain. Yeah. From, from supply chain. And those, supply chain. Are those your guys anything or no? Yes. Okay, so they're This whole warehouse is us. Oh, this, okay, and how many docks do you have right over here? Um, how many docks? How many docks, yeah. 54 docks. 54 docks. Yeah, it's a very unique location. You don't find this type of location, especially in Pomona, because a lot has been grandfathered in. It's yeah. a high velocity uh, warehouse specifically for cross stocking. Okay. Like very, very high volume. Okay. So this is like very uh, niche in this area, bro. Sure, so, sure. Yeah. You got 54 dogs, how many square feet? This is 70,000 square feet. Okay. And we could walk around a little sure. bit, almost end to end, as you can see, it's filled so up. So if anyone needs cross stocking or warehousing in Pomona, California, should they hit you up, Anthony? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, we'll drop like the. Cool address or the contact number or something yeah, like that. I'll, I'll send you my email address, my cool. phone number, whatever you guys need. Yeah, um, awesome. Again, we definitely handle high volume when there's bottleneck at the at the ports. Yeah. Bring it to our warehouse, you know, we'll definitely alleviate that. Right now it's slowed down though, right? Yes. Be careful. Ooh. <laughs> Derek's about to die. No insurance. <laughs> no insurance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gonna, we gotta walk slower then. Uh, um, but, uh, sorry. So it was super hot. Yeah. Like, it, it was, was Super how man, I'm being I'm having this honest conversation with you. I don't know if we even want to put this on film. Okay. But dude, we had so much freight that it took me months to build. Yeah. I was yeah. so backed up at the end of the year, it was yeah. nuts. I never experienced something like that. It was it was it's a blessing. Um, you know, I, I count my blessings. I'm very, very grateful, but it was a very challenge. Uh, challenging moment to service every customer because everybody needs it on time. Yeah. They don't care what goes on in between. All the logistics, all the craziness that we got to deal with with employees, with drivers, they don't care. They just want their product uh, on time. Definitely. And we do our best to not give them the everyone headache. Everyone's doing and, their best, but you know, everyone's dealing with the same problems as you know you were dealing with Andy. So sure. it's difficult to, to service it perfectly at those times. Absolutely. Yeah. But now it's slowed down. It did. Okay. Um, so but again. This is early on in the in the year. Yeah. Production is still picking up. Um, I'm not sure how this is gonna um, kind of go on in the future. Yeah. But we're talking about severe recession. You know, it's um, 
we're, what it seems we're, like, right? we're, to, we're thinking about some really hard times ahead of us. I don't know how much this is going to affect uh, with freight, which it already has. Yeah. Will it pick up? You got to understand the SBA loans, the EDDs, the everything. The consumer is not shopping the way they were last year. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the confidence is not there oh, as, as last year. Yeah, less so people buying. That's why um, when these times come around, economy when goes down a little bit, people you know hang on to their money because they don't know what's going to happen yeah. in the future. So that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your predictions? Do you think there's going to be a severe recession? Right so now? I, I think uh, we're definitely heading towards that. Okay. It, there's a lot of uh, signs that's heading towards that. I like to be optimistic. It's mind over matter for me, and it sure. diff- doesn't matter in any, any weather, in any, any situation. So I'm always being optimistic. I keep my faith strong in God and uh, keep it pushing, Perfect. man. Yeah. So um, right now, like, what are maybe what kind of advice or tips would you give to people that have like large overhead? That uh, if there's a looming recession, what kind of steps should you be taking? Uh, you know, as a company right now to to kind of secure yourself. I think everyone needs to sit down and weigh out what's a liability and what's an asset. Okay. Um, some people would uh, would argue with me, telling me a truck is an asset. I don't think so. I think truck is a liability. I own no trucks. Yeah. I own many trailers. I don't okay. own any, any trucks. I fell face first owning trucks. There's yeah. other people that's becoming successful. For example, uh, KKW. They're doing great now. They have right about next door. they have yeah. five about 500 trucks. Okay. Shout out to Dennis Firestone um, and Steve, great guys. Um, they're doing great, but prior to that, they weren't. Prior to COVID, if anybody remembers, mm-hmm. it was a dollar mile out of California. Absolutely yeah. zero way to sustain this type of market. Yeah. What happened? They were smart enough, they sold their company to the employees. Oh, really? Yes, it's an employee-owned company. Okay. I'm not sure how that works in the back end, but in this circumstance, this is what they did. They pivoted, yeah. you yeah. know. Um, that's their experience and they know their know-hows. That was something very interesting for me to see. A company's doing, you know, they have a big overhead because of the big liabilities of having four or 500 trucks. Yeah. And now the market is tanked. There's no, there's no freight anywhere, outbound or inbound. There's no way to sustain that. Absolutely okay. zero way. But they've pivoted and they made, made it out the way. And there was a light at the end of the tunnel. Right after post-COVID, freight picked up and it went nuts. Yeah. For about a year and a half solid, it went nuts. But now we're starting to take a dip. Now it's going to be the core customers, the manufacturers that's in, in the States, not going through, uh, you know, if it's China, if it's going to be some sort of a... Uh, there was a few years ago, it was a the trade war, right? It was something like yeah, that. Regard- was, yeah. It was like something regarding the, the Chinese... Uh, trade um yeah there's and, some import and, taxes right and, and and the prices shot up and yeah. it became again harder there were so many challenges you got to deal with um my brother from sna transportation shout out scott mm-hmm. and um he always says you must be a chameleon you know you must adapt you have to adapt yeah. if you don't adapt to these times pivot understand what's your liability weigh it out um yeah. make sure what's again what's your liability and what's your asset trim down the fat you know, make sure your employee uh, is not draining you. Make, as a CEO, you must be involved. You must be involved in the operations. I'm not saying going day to day, but at least overlook. Make sure you're there, seeing what's going on, what's needed. And, you know, 
That totally. Instead of sitting in an office or you're somewhere else not seeing what's going on and you're looking at your numbers at the end of the month and something is not right. Mm -hmm. But if you're on the field and you see what's going on, you could pivot, you could do a lot more things, sure. you know? So yeah. I, I try to do my best I can. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't have all the answers, but again, growing up in this industry, I learned a lot. On the back end, I told you my dad was a truck driver. That was for, interesting, yeah. For 20, if you could tell for, us, because we, before we were recording, like you were telling me that. Okay, uh, so. Your dad was a, a truck driver who came from Armenia. Right. Uh, and he came here when you, you came here when you were three years old. Correct. And then you started driving a truck right from an early age. Very early age. So my dad was a truck driver for 20 plus years when, when I was a, a young boy. I grew up in a truck, literally grew up in a truck. Yeah. Um, and my time for when my bonding with my dad was in the truck. Um, my summer trips, my everything was just with my dad. Yeah. And I literally grew up in the truck, like verbatim. I really worked, you know, grew up in there. Yeah. And they, you know, going through summer trips and all of that. And there was times when I was like around eight, nine years old, I would sit on my dad's lap. I would hold the wheel while um, we put it on cruise control. Yeah. And as it, you know, progressed, I was like 13, 14. My dad would take a nap while I, you know, drove. <laughs> I swear to God, like it was that. It's crazy. That's how I learned. And by the yeah. time I hit 18, I got my CDL. I, I didn't want to, but I had to for my family. Whatever is needed for my family, yeah. I'll do it, man. I'll go to the moon and back for my family. It doesn't matter. Okay. Whatever it takes. So I got my CDL. I started doing team runs with my dad and my brother. Then I ended up driving myself. And dude, I was on, I was going to like Texas when I was like 19, 20, not even legally. Yeah. They, uh, you know, so. Yeah, <laughs> Should I, we cut I, that out? <laughs> <laughs> I did what I, I did what I had to do. Yeah. I even caught, got caught in New Mexico. They told me to go back. I told them, yes, sir. I, I had to deliver the freight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Service um, over, over everything. Yeah. yeah, I had to do whatever it takes, man. Definitely. Um, but then, you know, it was, uh, I know how to drive a truck, but I'm not a truck driver. I knew early age that this was not for me, so I started learning the dispatch of things. Yeah. Um, then my brother opened up SNA Transportation um, in Rancho Cucamonga, and he told me to start is it up. Is pretty big? It sounds very, very familiar. A decent size, you know, okay. I think I believe there are 40, 50 trucks or so. Cool. Um, very, very solid. Um, it sounds very familiar. I might have worked with SNA Transportation. Yeah, I've very, done it a lot very of Very solid. So. You could definitely count on them. Yeah, they just definitely. have their trailer right here, I saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 